1: Welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about three matches that I watched recently. One match from WXW, one match from ICW, and one match from NXT UK. Has been looking back, going back, and just catching up on the content on the European wrestling scene. And I want to review it here on the Take It Home podcast. And the reason why I started that look 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 around the European wrestling scene that uh, this past week is because I was kind of you know I've kind of watched other like a little more indies and um, and what I've been watching is majority of it has been really frustrating for me to watch. I just don't understand what's going on like with the wrestling today out here, and it just. Doesn't make any sense. Um, booking's really bad. It's just the quality of work. I mean, there's some good athletes, but like everyone's just, it's, I know wrestling is a lot of it's like whatever's current people are doing. Like everyone's copying everyone. And it's not a good trend because what they're copying is a lot of bad stuff, right? Um, I see, like this past weekend, all I saw on my social media was not people talking about really good wrestling matches, uh, really good matches that had them up and down and had them going crazy because they really wanted to see who was going to win and and it was their favorites are going to win and go on, either capture a championship or win a, a long running feud. None of that. All it was this past weekend I saw was just a bunch of ridiculous spots where it's obvious cooperation between the two competitors. Um, there was one spot, I think it was from a GCW show, which is was here in San Francisco, um about 45 minutes right from where I live and uh San Jose, California. It was um this spot where this I don't know who these guys were. Actually, I think I know one guy. The guy taking the move was uh uh Loco, polo loco, whatever his name is. I forget. He's the base god. His gimmick is that he actually catches wrestlers. I don't it's just ridiculous. He was basing for this guy who was, you know, on one of the far corners and he ran the top rope, you know, on the rope all the way to the other turnbuckle, jumped off it and her Gringo Loco, that's who it was. And Gringo Loco was there to catch him because that's what he does. That's his gimmick. He catches people and takes bumps off and for the moves. That's his gimmick. That's his gimmick. He's the base god. That's... I don't know what it is? Does it make sense? No, but and people are just losing their mind over this spot, and there's gifts being shared and going crazy. And I'm just like, well, went this gringo loco? If he would have just moved, and they got crashed and burned, he could have rolled the guy in and won the match, right? Remember that was a point of wrestling where the guys would try to win matches, the women would try to win matches. And nowadays, it's just it's like a video game. That's all it is. So I just get so fucking frustrated. And this has been going on since actually May. And which is funny because two of the matches that I went back to watch or oh, I haven't seen yet, it was in May because after I went to this one show in San Jose or not San Jose, excuse me, it was in Gilroy, which is about thirty minutes from San Jose where I live. And I went out there to support my buddy. I talked about this before in previous Take It On podcast, and it's just. Was one of those parody wrestling companies, um, you know? There was a couple matches where were serious wrestling matches, and uh, most of it was just people asking off, right? And I'm just sitting there watching it, and just it's just hurtful, you know. Like I'm just sitting there watching, like this is this is, and and this, and this crowd was like totally there to see wrestling, and they got just goofiness and there's kids in the audience and they're like, this doesn't look like what I see on, on Mondays and Fridays or Wednesdays. Um, even, you know, it's just, what is this, you know? And, and I'm, it's just people. It's just, this is what's in right now. This parody wrestling, this video game wrestling. Um, and I just don't understand the appeal, you know, personally. So it's like, I Start watching stuff, I get frustrated, I turn it off. And so, ever since that show, I would watch wrestling and I just would quickly just turn it off. Like, I just can't get into stuff. Or, I had no desire to watch um, wrestling. So, like, doing the Take It On podcast is kind of hard to do these last, you know, since that show because I was like, okay, I need to watch something to cover for the show. And it's just hard to find because a lot of stuff I just get so frustrated about. So I wanted to see some good wrestling and I was like, I like I said, I've haven't watched WXW in a while. I haven't watched ICW, uh Progress, um, you know, Rev Pro. Yeah, just the European scene in general. I just haven't watched much of it. Even New Japan, I haven't watched much of it. Um, I started watching some G1 that just kicked off the first two nights, and there was some good wrestling on there. So that, that put me in a good mood. Jeff Cobb, uh, Okada had a really good mi- uh main event match on night one. Um I liked Tanahashi versus Hanare and that surprise finish I wasn't not expecting that I know like they, they like to do some big surprises early on in the tournament but I just was not expecting Hanare to get that win over Tanahashi i um, sorry if you haven't seen it yet but it's been out for a while now and it's free on new Japan world by the way so you can check it out um, but you know I just you know Tanahashi is older and beat up and and but he's still a master you know, out there. So it was, it was a real joy to watch. Um, Jay White versus Sonata was good. Um, White. I love watching him work. What a great heel he is. Um, night two was, was, was pretty good, but I prefer night one better than the night two. Um, Kenta, Zack Sabre, junior was good. uh if trying remember i trying to remember who Shingo wrestled, but uh, you know, that was a pretty good mini fan, whatever it was. It, but like I said, it wasn't as good as Night Two because I don't remember as much. But um, you know, I saw some good wrestling. So I was getting a little, little, little fired up. I was like, okay, let's search out for some wrestling. So I need to, I need to cover something for a Take It Home podcast. Um, I want to, I want to go. I want to check out the European scene. I want, you know, and honestly, I love NXT UK, but I've been, I kind of like got frustrated with it for a, a, a little bit because. I started seeing some of the the goofiness of 2.0. Not the talent of 2.0. But like the goofiness of some of the backstage segments. Some of that, you know. And I was like, oh man, are we getting 2.0? NXT 2.0 now in NXT UK? If that's the case. I can't watch this. Because for me, I mean, I haven't watched NXT 2.0 in a, in a long time. Because we stopped covering it for the Fight Game podcast. But certain... Because like 2.0 got really bad. I don't know if it's improved since then. Um I was gonna watch the Great American badge. I just didn't. I just just was gonna watch it. And it's like I moved on. Right. Um Like it's cool that Jordan Devlin's there and he's the match I'm gonna talk about to, on this show. One of the matches I'm gonna talk about this show. He's in it versus Eli Dragonoff. it's cool that he's in NXT now 2.0. And he's such a really good talent. Of course, he has to change his name as well because you know few months back, this man was on one of his, you know, things where he, everyone had to have um, uh, a, a name. They couldn't use their own name. They had, to, they had to get their own, a new name. So they started repackaging everyone. And now J- Jordan Devlin is now JD, I think McCullough or something like that. And it's like, Jordan Devlin's a great name, man. You know, he was your f- former cruiserweight champ. It's all frustrating. and We all know about, the frustration about that it is business right wd wants to own the name wants to market the name um you know they're they're not going to market jordan devlin and then when they release him now they made him a star now he's going to take that name other places so i get the business aspect of it but it's just it's just so frustrating when you know even have this guy in your company for what four or five years now and now you're all of a sudden changing him and not like many people And then sadly, they don't. We're watching NXT UK because there's some really good wrestling there. But, you know, I was just getting just, like I said, frustrated with wrestling today. Especially modern-day wrestling. So, I decided to look back. Decided to take a look what's on Peacock Network, what's the latest from WXW, ICW, Progress, NXT UK. So, I started looking at NXT UK first. I started seeing like, oh, man, I haven't watched since like May. Like, it's been a while. I've seen some stuff. Like clips and stuff, but I'm like, God, I gotta catch up. And I, I'll just watch the, the the bigger matches. You know, I'm not gonna watch everything. Um, you know, it's just to catch up. I'll just watch the main stuff that they're featuring. And I didn't realize I didn't even watch this match yet. And it was Jordan Devlin challenging Ilya Dragonoff for the NXT UK Championship. Um, it was a loser-leave-town match, and so obviously, Jordan Devlin going to NXT 2.0, 2.0 I kind of already knew the result there, but this is the match that reminded me like why I love NXT UK, why I love what they give me inside that ring of very hard-hitting, very logical matches, um, like I said, Jordan Devlin's a great heel just his presence, the way he carries himself, the cockiness—you want to slap him across the face, man. He just drives you insane. You want to see him get his ass kicked. Ilya Dragunov's just that—he's a really good baby face, uh, hardworking family man, and he's full go. He's full go. And in th- this match, it was, as I said, hard hitting, fast pace. But like, yeah, it's modern where they're doing modern moves, but they're still settling. They're still, uh, you know, registering. It's it's not what you see today, like on the Indies, all this bullshit, and guys don't know what they're doing. These guys are these guys are professionals, man. And I even popped on like a Canadian Destroyer, which I I don't like that move at all. Uh, A standing Spanish Fly, which I don't like that move at all. That that I'm like, whoa, those moves actually, they came out of nowhere, and it was the timing of it was fantastic. And I just was just it's one of those matches you could put it on to a non wrestling fan I think a non wrestling fan would just get totally engaged, totally watching it from bell to bell because they're just hitting each other so hard and it's very physical, and they're selling you so like when when, like when they did some this move which was freaking ridiculous I didn't even know. I mean, I mean, they probably didn't even tell anyone they were gonna do this move. I don't even know, but it was like Elia was on the top rope. Uh, Jordan Devlin was up there with him, going. For, looks like he was going for a superplex. He picks up Elia for a like he's holding up for a vertical suplex, and he's gonna drop back for a superplex. But instead of dropping back, he turns him. Elia, he turns Elia and drops Elia. Back first, upper back first on the top rope. Elia takes this big spill, bounces off that turnbuckle, boom, and goes right to the floor. I mean, the measure, the, the like, you can really mess someone up if you just don't do that move right. And from what I could tell, it it looked pretty like they did it as. They did it as the best way they could make it. I don't think it was a, a rough bump for uh, – a fun bump for Elia to take, but um, it was – I could not believe what I saw. I was like, holy shit. Why would they do that? They didn't need to do that, but they did, and that became the focus of the match where Jordan Devlin's working on his back. Elia starts making a comeback, and he just can't even finish his – Like, he, can't, he just stops because the pain is just like – just going down his spine from that, from Jordan Dillon working on the back. Ely even tries to bounce off the ropes and he just starts selling his back because his back's in so much pain. Uh I was like, wow, just because see Ely is such a great seller. He just he pulls you in, man. He gets that sympathy from you. Um and he makes those big fiery comebacks. And he's just he's just he's just, he's just Mr. Intensity. He's just he's a ball of fire, man. And one of my favorites to watch because he's just so unique and different. He moves different. He's different, you know. He just he doesn't wrestle like everyone else. Uh, and these two had just great, great chemistry together. And this was a fantastic match. So I really highly recommend you listeners to check it out because it's really worth your time. Um, one of the best matches I've seen all year, and of course, it happened. No one's really talking about it. They should. It should should be a match that's celebrated by everyone. And it's like, you see all this other goofiness celebrated, right? Like, like, this is, if I was going to do star ratings, I really don't do star ratings. But, you know, it was damn near a five-star match, right? Very close. It was just unbelievable and the crowd was into it crowd was getting into the near falls and the fall you know they they told the story you can see the crowd just get more and more into it and then that's they're on their feet by the end and <clears throat> they're with all the false finishes and they did a uh, uh a a moment where jordan devlin cheats to win and but Ely gets his on the rope the referee counts so it looks like it looks like Jordan, you know, snuck one out and was a title, and people believed that people were upset. Out came Johnny Saint to say, you know, what happened, and restart the match, and he has foot on his rope, and people were just—it was like, you know, we've seen it many times this. It was a basically a reverse Dusty finish where actually the heel got screwed on the the Dusty finish This is the babyface, and people were loving it, and it just. Added to another layer to the story they're telling, and another, you know, like which your hero almost lost. So, uh, great match. Highly recommend. It, as I said, it's on, um, it's on the obviously Peacock. It's the May twelfth episode of NXT UK. Very easy to find. So, definitely check it out. Uh, before I get into the next match, I want to sh- uh, talk about the Fight Game Media Patreon. Five dollars a month to subscribe you get a lot of great content uh i have a show on there with Garrett gonzalez we do, we're doing a raw 1998 review we're going over every monday night raw we're doing the pay-per-views of 1988 we're talking about the rise of the attitude era and the rise of wwe where they actually went from you know getting beat by wcw to um to uh to becoming the number one promotion that's because of how hot Stone Cold Steve Austin got, The Rock coming up, um, Undertaker, Mankind. Uh, we just reviewed uh, Hell in a Cell with Mankind, and Undertaker, and that the famous that famous match. So, uh, check out. Fight Game Media Patreon, and of course on there's not just our show, there's some other great shows, there's Brace for Impact with Mike Gilbert and J.D. Oliva, there's the Dynamite show with Jeff Hawkins and Paul Fontaine, they cover Dynamite right after it's over, um, and I. it's a fun show to listen to, I listen to it every week, I love their takes, um, even though I don't agree with a lot of them, it's just fun to hear a different perspective, of the show what they're seeing and I and Paul just cracks me up. Just some of those things he said just cracks me up. Um there's a five star Joshi show with Scott. He's all he's he's just he's on it with all the Joshi stuff. He just he's he has all the news, all the scoops. And if you're a fan of Joshi Wrestling, that's the show you want to listen to, and it's well worth the five dollars, you know. And he just delivers awesome shows, killer shows um saying like i said same for breaks for impact uh they cover impact wrestling um and the patreon show they have a live they have a free on this free feed they have a show obviously but they review the impact television show every week but on the patreon that's where they they talk about the dirt it's that's where they talk about what's going on backstage who's coming in who's leaving um it's uh you know jd and mike are on top of impact wrestling it is the best Impact Wrestling podcast out here today, so please subscribe to Patreon again. Five dollars a month, not too much. That's one Starbucks coffee. You don't need a drink, right? You can just use it for fight game. Give us a shot. I think you're really gonna like. And of course, we have coverage of UFC, boxing. We have the whole fight game spectrum covered. So um, Justin Nipper and Fumi Saito have a write this down. Um, they talk. They're talking about Japanese. Legends they're just they're talking about Ultimo Dragon right now. Great series of uh, Japanese history if you if you're into that. So like I said, a lot of great content on our fight game media plus Patreon. NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Now, another, so I've been missing WXW in Germany. Uh, reviewed it many times here on Take It On Podcast. And I'm like saying, what's what's the latest, right? What's the latest on the Peacock of WXW? And I see, it's like every weekend, right? Every Saturday they upload um, a new WXW episode. And I see on the icon, the graphic, it's, Tristan Archer wrestling Axel Tischer, the former Alexander Wolf NXT. Uh UK and um, you know, also the main roster from Imperium, Alexander Wolf. And I'm like, okay, I'm watching this because I really like both men's work a lot. Um Tristan Archer just still a hidden gem, you know, still should be talked about, celebrated more um by wrestling fans. And it's just not, he's just not getting the coverage. He gets, you know, there's the Effie's of the world get more attention than Tristan Archer. And it's, it's a travesty. I'm sorry to say, nothing gets Effie, but fuck. Like, that guy can't lock up. But, you know, Tristan Archer, fantastic worker. Axel Tisher, you know, killing it since being released from WWE and WXW, having great matches. And I click on it and I start looking at the preview of what's going on. And it's an, 60-minute Iron Man match. And I'm not the biggest fan of Iron Man matches. I used to when I was younger. I thought they were cool. Great idea. I was like, wow, 60 minutes. But then there's only been a few that's been really good. I'm not even a big fan of the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart one from WrestleMania 12. And that might just drive some people crazy when I say that. I mean, it's a good match. I liked it. But my problem with Ironman matches is, is you know it's going an hour, right? You know, so sometimes you can, when you're watching a match like that, unless, unless it's really, really good, you can start letting your mind wander to other things because you know and I, and I don't really pay attention to that much detail because it's going to go full an hour, right? But I thought these guys – could keep my attention for an hour. And they did. I really enjoyed this match. Um, Though so I thought there was some issues with it. I'll talk about that as we go along here. Tristan Archer is a heel down. He was such a great babyface face in WXW, but he's also a very good heel. Um I loved his heel turn, the slow heel turn that he had in WXW. And I loved his promos leading into that full heel turn. Like he's just like, you know, I don't know why people are hating me. I'm, you know, uh, you know he's talking about an injury he had, and, and he's he, but he's being very like logical, like okay, like I see his point, right? And eventually, he won the title in some like four way, which I didn't like, and then lost it quickly, got it back, thank goodness. Um, and he's been on a little bit of a run here as champion. Axel Tischer, former champion, he beat Marius Alani, and I want to talk about Marius Alani real quick here. Um. Where is he in WXW? What is going on? I, I, obviously, there must have been some kind of falling out, right? Because I, I looked on his Twitter. It looks like he's back. He just did some shows like in France, I believe. And he's wrestling. And the last time we saw him was in the, the 16-carat cup when he was a you – know, he, he filled in for someone who was hurt. I forgot who it was. And he won his match in the opening round. And then, he, and then he didn't come out for the, the next round. They said he was injured and he couldn't compete. Um, and I was real excited to see him back because uh, he hadn't been back since like November when he lost the title to Axel Tischer. So I don't know what's going on. And it's maybe it's part of the reason why I stopped watching WXW because he was the guy that really got me hooked. Him and Tristan Archer, their series of matches really got me hooked. And just overall, actually, the overall company, just I really enjoy the production. I really enjoy the, the quality of workers that they book and the matches that they have. I love the Arrows of Hungary and that tag team, Robert Dreiska. Like, I, I like, it. just, I was also in funk with, the funk with wrestling and, and everything. But also, the guy that just like, wait, where's Mario Solani? I don't know what's going on. If you guys need me to mediate between you guys, WXW and Mars, I would gladly do it. And because I think both companies need each other. I think he adds so much to your, the company, but you know, but also Marius needs WXW too as well. I think they both together make a great team. And I don't know if this, I don't know if these are even an issue, but there must be, because why wouldn't he be there? He was a champion for a very long time. He won this big old win streak. You don't put a guy over that strong and then not bring him back. So, I don't know what, what happened, what went wrong there, but uh, if there is something, I hope feelings can just, I hope, you know, business can be business because Marius is, is business and, and I think a good business for the fans of WXW, for the quality of matches he can have with anyone in that company, um, beyond the, the, the in-ring is a great promo. I could say great look, just a presence about him. Uh, he would add so much to this product and he did before and he gets, he will continue to do it if he comes back. So I hope please, whatever it is, clear it up. And again, if you need me to mediate, I will be happy to do that and, you know, show everyone both sides and, I would love to know what the reason is. Cause it just, it just can't. And I know there's been some, you know, there's been, I, mean, I know when the guys, if a guy, if it's on his end and he's hard to deal with, I can understand. Like it can be very frustrating, but you know, and they have a great roster, but I hope whatever it is, like again, they, <laughs> they squash it and, and they work together again soon. Cause I, I miss Marius in uh WXW. So now back to this match, Ironman match. Um, Starts off really good wrestling, grappling, just tight stuff. I loved it. Uh, Both guys just tremendous. Um, And about 13 minutes in, I believe it was, Archer grabs the belt, hits uh, Axel Tissue with it, gets disqualified. Even though he's losing the fall by getting disqualified, he, I mean, Axel's just he, he's selling it like people should sell belt shots now. And freaking AEW, they kick out of belt shots like it, it doesn't mean anything, they just a false finish now, right? But here, like it meant something because Archer hits from the belt, gets disqualified, and then he quickly gets a pin and evens the fall. Then he quickly gets a couple more pins, and it's like 3 1 now. Archer, and he's just so cocky, so arrogant, and the crowd just really just. Getting on them right. I love this building. Um, I forgot to write down where building was, but it's, it looked like a smaller building, tight quarters. But I love the look. You can see the fans in the background. You can see the fans on the ringside. There's one section where like fans. I know they've done this before. WWE where like fans are right up against the ring, which wouldn't be my favorite. Part. I like. I need a seat, guys. I need a seat. So whenever I'm in Germany, I'm getting a seat. I'm not going to be right up there at the ring because that's not that's not where I want to be um well, that's what that that this that that might be the be, place to be though when i was watching the show there was a very few attractive ladies in that front row so um and they were there for they're cheering trish Archer. they're like the only fans cheering him <laughs> everyone else hated the guy so that was a fun fun dynamic every time trish Archer was on the offense you hear like "Woo!" it's just kind of hilarious but the match They told a really good story out there. It was very physical and punishing. And it should be. It's an hour. These guys were just going all out. And they had a good pace going. End up. Tisher tying up 3-3. My issue was towards the finish. As they were. Going towards the end of the Ironman. The pace I thought. Needed to be picked up. just A tad bit more. Um. If you felt like, okay, this is gonna pro- probably just gonna either go Broadway with both been tied 3-3. That's what it kind of felt like. But Archer did end up winning the match 4-3. Um, but I thought like it should have been more like Archer on the robes and you know, Tish are really fine. And it it they just kept selling the the brutality the exhaustion that they felt be you working know, going in the 60 minute time limit and resting out there. And I get that. And I get that. But it would have nice to kind of like kick it in the second gear, right? Big comeback. Archer be on his on his bicycle. You know, trying to stay away. Even if it's tied, he doesn't want to get pinned. Obviously, because if one more if lose one fall, he loses the title. It's just I just wanted just a little more urgency from Tisher to win the match um actually I would have I kept it Broadway with uh being tied of course this is going 60 minutes but being tied 3-3 would make it a Broadway a, a draw so I would keep it like that where you know Archer's like I said on his bicycle Tisher's doing everything he can to get the get that win but you know he can't, but it's still tied. You can come back with a rematch, but obviously with Archer winning, this was the end of whatever their program is, and Archer will be moving on to whoever's next. But um, I don't know. I felt like we didn't get that closure. I know he, I know Archer won with four three, but I felt like I don't know. I just wanted one more match maybe because I was enjoying the wrestling and i want to see more from these guys and we are i sure we will i'm sure they'll they'll come back around again um i'm not what you know but probably for, it should be for a very long time maybe not until the 16 karat gold you know i would try to keep them apart as much as possible other than maybe in a six-man tag or a tag team match um that'd probably be the best because you know it's hard to come back after this match after archer won so Great match. Um really respect the hell these guys as talents. I just think more people should be talking about Tristan Archer. And and I'll you know, I'll sing his praises to anyone that you know wants to listen. Hey, who's out there that, you know, who's who's out there? No one's talking about that's really good. Tristan Archer, Tristan Archer, Tristan Archer, Tristan Archer. Uh don't forget about Axel Tischer, how good he is. Um, so definitely go out, check this show out. It's the most recent WXW upload on Peacock. And if you listen to this and there's a newer upload, just go the next one over and it's, uh, you'll see Trish Archer and Axel Tischer, um, on that, on that graphic, click that graphic, watch this match. I think you're really gonna enjoy it. And let me know what you thought about the finish. What did, did it need to be in a new second? Did it need to kick into the gear. Uh, what was missing that, you, or what, or was it was it exactly what you liked? Was it was that you thought there's nothing you need to do different? And uh, respect the hell these guys are going an hour, very physical match. I love that they didn't use any gimmicks other than the belt shot. Um, no chairs, no kendo sticks, no tables. And this crowd, I don't know why they started chanting, We want tables. I was like, Ugh. And then Tisher kind of like, you know, has ear to crowd. So he goes and looks under the, looks under the ring. And I'm like, and once he did that, I'm like, please God don't pull out a table. This match does not need a table. And what's, and even Archer went out and looked under the ring too. Like, cause people are chanting tables and, Thank God, there's no table there, so they stopped their chant and we continued to wrestle. It, it was kind of a uh, kind of a break in the momentum that they had going. Um, this building, like it was, was tight quarters, so it's not much ringside area. They did fight a little bit in the stands, but that's okay. I don't, I don't mind that. But like, why not a room to kind of take some to be able to stretch the match out? There was, there's moments they, you know, the usual tricks were there to kind of stretch out the time. Um, but like, usually, there's a lot more move to walk around, a lot more stalling. Uh, for the most part, they were in that ring wrestling and, and exchanging holds and counter holds and big moves. So, really good match. So, definitely check that out. So, as I continue my journey to kind of look back at some of the shows I've missed and matches I've missed, so I decided to look up ICW Fight Club check out some of my favorites on there that i like watching latent buzzard andy wild i like that kid daz black great young talent um so i kept watching i watch i watch latent buzzard versus andy wild they had a on the most recent uh show um it was good it was more of an angle because latent buzzard is going to be wrestling bt gun and, a hardcore match. And I just don't want to see Leighton buzzard in a hardcore match, but you know, that's what they're leading to. So BT gun was at ringside and, um, he ends up distracting Leighton buzzard and he walked in the wind. So it's kind of like one of those things where you're watching it, and you know, something's going to happen because BT guns already out there. So again, it's more angle than match though. They were, you know, and some of the, the first part, they're trying to do like a little, um, uh, mirror image of each other or 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 one guy would get a hold and they counter and they face off and they do another face it but it just looked too choreographed it looked like you know it just didn't didn't seem natural It was just the old like multiple times they faced off you know Joel's tackle boom double drop kick each and each boom or something like that you know it was too too choreographed I wasn't really feeling it I know they could have a better match I've seen it before Actually, this is the first match that they had since their Ironman match, which took place and uh, you know no, no fans. And they used the they used a the deal. It was sixty minutes as well, but they used a the deal where they fought all over the place. And they went in the back and and these tables and everything. So I I respected the hell out of them for going sixty minutes. And and uh, who knows? Wait, it could have been chopped up to where it wasn't too bad. But I'm sure they did wrestle for the full sixty. I just um. I just you know, I just like it's a 60 minute matrimony match. It doesn't need tables. Doesn't need fighting in the back for half of the match. You know all that kind of stuff. So, um, but a match I want to talk. So I got kind of, kind of cruising through. Saw Molly Spartan. She's a champion there now. Um, fantastic talent. How is she not in NXT UK now? I don't understand. Um, uh, she's just just great. Talent. She's powerful. She has this intensity about her. Um, I just, she has a good promo. The way she carries herself to the ring. I just love everything about her. And uh, you know, she should be in a, a a major company by now. She should be WWE by now. I don't know why. The AEW man. Don't don't be reactionary. Like go out and find talent before you know. Go out there and 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 search. And don't wait for them to get an indie buzz. Go find those diamonds and rough. Go find the people on the international scene, like a, a Molly Spartan and bring her in to your women's division that needs some upgrading big time. They would uh, Molly Spartan would be fantastic. Now Rose is old news, right? You couldn't even get her over as a monster. She, you know, and she's done. She's been there for three years. You need a new monster, you need a new badass. Hire Marley Spartan. She's fresh, she's new, no one's seen her before uh, in the States. Just, just, just my advice there on Tony Khan. But I, I stopped on the match Daz Black versus Mark Haskins. Um, Daz Black, I'm really high on this kid. Uh, just tremendous look. Looks like a, a cross, a mix of Rick Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. Like, um he's small it's not that small like i said he's tan he's i'm glad he's growing his hair out long he's looking more and more like a star he had a promo on this episode this is episode for may 29th uh, icw fight club uh number 224 um he cut a promo before his match i thought it was really good uh He's a hell of an athlete. And let's compare like Jungle Boy, who I love. I love Jungle Boy. I love Jack. Loved working with him in APW. Um, so happy for him. His success that he's having. But his what holds him back is that promo. Doesn't have one. uh he's a good athlete. Daz Black is far superior than Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boys, of course, he has you know the, the story the famous father all that the 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 women love him daz black same thing women would love this guy he'd be a star uh he's a great athlete um and so i was i want to see his improvement he's working mark haskins he's a good veteran and it's a very physical match. And, and the story of the match was Mark Haskins, a veteran, just one step ahead of him and always out-wrestling him. Uh, and Daz Black kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And he would make some comebacks, but he'd always get stopped by Mark Haskins. And they, they went to the floor a little bit, and Mark Haskins went to go pick up Daz Black. I don't know if Daz Black was ready for the body slam looked like he went a bit heavy for that body slam. And then when he got back in the ring, it looked like Mark Haskins reminded him that he went up heavy for that body slam and gave him like a big, a big kick to the back. And he, I'm sure that that's black is a pretty good seller, but I think that, that, that kick to the back was a little receipt for uh, going up maybe heavy on that body slam to the floor or even whatever happened leading up to that. There was some, some little, little moment in there, but, All's good. They they got back on track. And I thought Mark Hass is really good here as a veteran, being very physical. Um that crowd, I don't really understand the ICW Fight Club crowd. Like I don't know if it's a mix of just the fans that always go and maybe know the boys after like, it's like I mean, there was, there's some shows. That you go to and you could, it's just their local fan base that knows everyone. After, after the show, they're talking to everyone. They know everyone. They, they consider themselves friends. So like they don't get as crazy and into it because they're too cool for school. So I hate, you know, I don't know if that say is that. Or maybe just the audio is not well getting the fans. But but this match here, because of Mark Haskins' work, and because he kept being very physical and punishing and Black is, you know, he's fighting through, showing some fight, showing some fighting spirit in there. The crowd started really getting up and really get behind Black as he made a comeback, and 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 they're really like, and he kept kicking out all these moves. And at first, it's like, okay, maybe. At first, I thought maybe this might be a little too much. He's kicking out everything, kicking out everything, and but at least at the end, Blaz Black ends up catching hacking. Mark Haskins getting the pin and winning, at least it made sense. I, used to, I hate nowadays where a guy is kicking off everything and everything, and finally he just gets beat, right, after another big move. Finally he's just – and that's supposed to, like, get him over. Oh, he showed hard, but he still lost. Like, this really got Mark, uh, Daz Black over. Like, he survived all of these moves that that Haskins was hitting him. And Haskins was unloading the kitchen sink on him. He kept surviving, kept surviving, kept surviving. And, and finally caught Haskins off balance and got and got a tight inside cradle and got the win. And I loved that. And it, it got Daz Black over. Uh, and Mark Haskins didn't lose nothing from losing to Daz Black here. He got caught. And he, you know, it only takes three seconds, was upset. He didn't even shake Daz Black's hands afterwards. But like he still got himself over even in losing. So it was a good wrestling match. Um uh, I it I this is another guy that, you know, AEW. You talk about AEW and they're they're about the young talent. They're about getting the young guys and featuring the young guys. Um he, there's there's a guy. Daz Black, be someone I would look into if I was Tony Khan. I mean, John T. Martin is exciting. What a high flyer. What an athlete, but the charisma of a turnbuckle, just nothing, nothing there. J- Jungle Boy, same thing. It just doesn't have that promo. And Christian, the whole buildup with him and Christian and Christian been cutting these promos. And I've been saying on the Fight Game podcast on the Wrestling Observer site that Jungle Boy really needs to hit out of the park with the promo when he comes back. And it's going to be a big time test because if you can't hit that promo, I just don't see. He's one of the quote unquote four pillars, but I don't know if you can keep him there. And it kills me to say that because I love Jack. Great kid. But hey, time, it's time to get this down. And some people just don't have the promo. Daz Black has a good promo, has a great look, he's young still. He was some he would be someone I'm Tony Com I'm investing in, and, and he's a guy I'm you don't put him in AEW, Dynamite. You don't put him on Rampage. You put him in their Ring of Honor promotion. Let him be there for a year. Let people start talking about this Daz Black guy. Where'd he come from? Oh, he came from ICW in Scot- out of Scotland, right? Like, who is he? Oh, my gosh, look at this. What an athlete. What a look. What charisma. Uh, then as he gets over in ROH, hopefully, if that's successful, uh, or, or just people start talking about, like, you know, Rh is kind of eh, but that there's a Daz black kid out there, and he comes into AW and he start getting a push. Um, same thing with Molly Spartan, bring Molly Spartan over. Layton Buzzard, bring Layton Buzzard. There's so much, there's so much rich talent out in the European wrestling scene that you want to make Rh different. You know, you have the established guys that you normally have, the Greshams, the. Um, who else, Dalton Castles, you know, the people that people know from ROH, the Briscoe Brothers, you know, rather than the Briscoe Brothers should be on Dynamite, should be on the main show, but if they can't be, and they have to be on ROH, you know, they definitely, you want them, you want them in your, in that, on that brand, if you're Tony Khan, right, obviously, I'm, I'm sure he knows that, Um, and you start feeling some, some unknowns, unknowns to the US scene, uh, Mark Haskins was a guy that was in ROH, for the you know then and then the the COVID hit and you know that kind of interrupted his uh, what he was doing there. Bring him back. Bring back his lady Vicky Haskins, who looks like you know Tanya Catane from the White Snake music videos. You know, just yeah, bring that package back. He's a good worker in the ring. Why would you not have this kid? Not well, not have him in there. Not have him on your roster uh at the same time like bring like i said bring in the Leighton buzzard bring in the diaz black bring in the molly spartans um you know bring some some yeah the, the fans might know him not know him right off the bat but they will get to know them and they will get over if you're pushed correctly um cream rise to the top and i think you know buzz Leighton buzzard great talent Future talent for sure. Daz Black, future talent. Molly Spartan, future talent. Let, let's go. Let's, let's 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 do that with RH. Don't use it for I want to relive my fantasy from when I loved it when I was younger. Like RH was a cool platform for talent that you know a lot of fans don't know yet, and let them make a name for themselves there, and then you bring over to you know to AEW Dynamite, and it's like. Do what NXT should should be should have done for the main roster, but when they get, I think Tony Khan will be would be will probably do a better job when he brings people up from ROH. I would hope, you know, not do what WWE does after NXT. They come up to WWE, the main roster, and they end up, you know, mostly sinking and swimming because they don't get the opportunities and they don't get. It's almost like I always say, like it's like they got these great thoroughbred horses in WWE from NXT, and they're ready to let them start running and they take one of the legs out. And now they're like, well, they don't get over and they got to repackage him. And they don't feature him. So I think at ROH, you could do that and you could bring him into AW, but actually feature him. I think Tony Khan will do that. So I'm hoping that happens. So we'll see. So anyways, that is a Take It Home Podcast. I hope you go back. I hope you watch Elia Dragonov versus Jordan Devlin, loser Leave Town. I hope you go out, watch the 60-minute Iron Man match from WXW between Tristan Archer and, and Axel Tischer. And I hope you go and check out Daz Black versus Mark Haskins from ICW Fight Club. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy all these matches uh, and just talk quality stuff. Let me know what you think. If you watch these matches, give me. let me know what your thoughts on it. Hit me up at LaRoccaJL on Twitter. That's L-A-R-O-C-C-A-J-L. Hit me up. I'd love to hear your thoughts on these matches. And if you have any matches that you want me to watch and review for the Take It On podcast, please send them my way. Everyone, have a great weekend. Be safe. Take care.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.